Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. congregation it's your girl Lacey mosley and we're back with another installment of scam goddess the podcast all about robbery fraud and those who practice it maybe we love them maybe we hate them we don't know yet guys i'm very yes excited we have a friend on the show and a returning guest you guys loved his original episode and he is back we are welcoming emmy and WGA-nominated writer, actor, showrunner, producer. He, along with his creative partner, also the homie Bashir Salahuddin. Yes, I got it! <laughs> I always have trouble saying Bashir's last name, and I love that man to death. They've launched many successful projects, like the hilarious show Southside, which if you haven't watched Southside, y'all know... I am always talking about that show on this podcast. It is so good. (laughs) Their Emmy-winning IFC variety comedy series, Sherman Showcase, is returning for a second season on October 26, 2022. You can get it on IFC and on AMC+. Congregation, please welcome Diallo Riddle. What's up, Diallo? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you. We had such a good time the last time you were here, so I'm glad that we got to snag you on your your press run for the second season. Congratulations of Sherman Showcase. Guys, Thank I don't... Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. And I uh, popped in. I don't know if I hit the cutting room floor, y'all, so I'm not going to say I'm going to be on the show. But no, I- <laughs> you are absolutely on the show, and I was going to say it, but like you know, you're going to be so happy when you see what you did. And by the way, who knew that you had such a fantastic singing voice? That. I I mean, like, I feel like it's going to be so... You're, you're going to absolutely love it. Ch- Ch- y'all are all musicians and so talented. I came to the booth that night to sing, and um, they really helped me out, okay? I hope y'all put the T-Pain uh, auto-tune on my voice. <laughs> <laughs> we had about 30 background singers over, over here. No, I mean, seriously, you have a fantastic, fantastic voice, and um, and it's, what, it's actually a song that we've been trying to pull together since season one, but just it, it was hard logistically because, you know, people don't realize the Sherman Showcase, like all those songs are original. So if yeah. there are multiple writers on a song or, if you know, it's produced by somebody, you know, we have to wait till all that stuff clears legally and everybody's on the same page. But, um, you know, I, I first exclusive. No, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything Ooh. about the song. I want people to see it. <laughs> I want people to see it and love it. And you do a phenomenal job. Oh, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Y'all do everything, literally everything. Oh, man. We, we're basically doing craft services at this point. <laughs> we're, serving, we're serving omelets on set. Like, we just, we really do need to, like, share the share the space, share the wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could hire some more people. You could. <laughs> I come into my fitting deal. I was like, all right, we got the tape measurer. We got... <laughs> 
listen, when you're working, you know, people don't, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but like streaming is one thing when you're actually still dealing with a linear show, which means like there's still like sponsors and advertisers yeah. and doing that whole thing. Like it's, it, it's tough. And like that show, Sherman Showcase, like we are on the budget for a linear show. That means that show has to come in at 20 minutes and 30 seconds, yeah. regardless of how much we want to put into it. So the fact that, you know, you made the cut, so to speak, just speaks to how funny that scene was. Because a lot of stuff is really funny, but we still have to cut it because we got to get down to 20 minutes and 30 seconds so that they can advertise soap. But Yes. You know, and I, listen, I know how it did. works. Because yeah. I told this uh, to Prentice uh, when he was on the show, Prentice Penny from Insecure. Love but Prentice Penny, yeah. He directed the episode that I was in of Insecure. We always joke about it because it was a dream sequence. And so I kind of already knew, like, you know, it may not, whatever. And then it didn't make <laughs> the show because I have friends, you know, in legal and, and oh, everywhere man. over there. And um, <laughs> it was so funny because they hit me up and they're like, you know, just so you know, like, we got cut. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, I was still happy to do it. And then I remember they put my black ass in the trailer for season three <laughs> everybody was like oh my god congratulations Lacey. you you gonna be insecure and i was like y'all shut up shut up everybody shut up no 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 no, no. don't even say it. no you know what's <laughs> funny is sometimes it's better just to be in the trailer because think about it more people will usually see the trailer than the actual movie or tv show oh i was you know very so like, happy because i was like at least i yeah. made at least I, they thought i was good enough to put me Listen, in something child i was like um, i'm not mad I feel like I, I, I have the same relationship with that show. Such a fan of Insecure and Issa yes. and Prentice. And for years, they would bring me in for auditions for parts that I would not get. <laughs> and then I would watch the episode. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So they got, okay. So Lil Rel's going to play Lincoln. All right. I see y'all. I see how y'all did me. You know, like, no, but seriously, I was just like always going in for parts. And then very last season, they were like, we wrote a part specifically for you to play. And then I got to get on there and, and play it. So and I'm you were great. Up. And honestly, I oh, love that man. season so much. You were so funny. I mean, you're always so funny in everything that you do. I could do. I just talk about that forever. But also, I will say, Insecure is one of the few shows that could get away with the character name that I had when I my character name <laughs> was Black Woman. And on the trailer that I was in, it just said Black Woman, and then Lacey Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> only this only this black ass show could be like yes negro woman that's your character that's you <laughs> and i was proud i was like yes that's me excuse me no i'm here to play black woman do you know who i am <laughs> that's so funny you know sometimes when we're writing scripts we'll just in the script you'll just put like you know guy on the street and then later <laughs> in the episode you'll be like you know old guy and then when you go to cast you're like who's old guy? Like, wh what character is that? Like, it, it always seems to make sense when you're writing the script, but yeah. then when you get to it, you're just like, why weren't we a little more specific? <laughs> you know, like, and I just love, like, actors coming in, like, yes, I'm here to read for old guy. <laughs> old guy? Oh, and while I'm here, can I read for black woman? You know, right. Like, it's just, it's I also so saw funny. Nasty Man, and I feel like I would be really great for that. <laughs> so. I'm very, like, I'm very sensitive what you call, you know, these characters, because sometimes you'll just use a shorthand and then you'll be like, do we really want to bring in somebody to read for the part of, of stupid man? Like, you know, like, you'll just be like, mm, maybe we should be a little more or just give him a name. Just call him, you know, Clarence. Shout out to all the people named Clarence out there. I ain't trying to say anything in particular about Clarence. Now, listen, my daddy you know, named Clarence. One of my daddies. Oh, see, yeah. you know, and, he, and he's brilliant. So there you go. <laughs> I love that. But no, I think a lot of actors are desensitized to it now because a lot of us start out in commercial work. And commercial, there is nothing more disrespectful than a commercial audition for breakdown. Real. They'd be like, we're looking for <laughs> uglies. We're like, <laughs> Ooh, I've seen that in scripts. And I'm yeah. like, y'all, we just, 
just retire the U word, man. Right. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. We're in comedy. We're not supposed to. But like, I always feel bad for the people who come in. I'm like, I hope you have enough self-respect to know that like we don't actually think of you like that. Well, now like, they yeah. code it. They're like, we're looking for real types, faces that have <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> Talking all around it, right? Right. <laughs> down to down to earth roommate. You know, you're like, okay, I know what that is. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a sloppy right. sweater. We need somebody <laughs> whose smile has never lit up a room. <laughs> okay, that's what we're looking for. But y'all have to ask you on the show. We always yep. ask you. Know you've been on the show yes. before. What's your relationship with scams? You do you love them? Do you hate them? It could literally be anything. If you run some I outside mean, the statute of limitations, if some have been run on you, literally anything. I'd like to be very honest. You know, when I'm talking to you and uh, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I am not a narc, but I am definitely not the person to share your scams with because I don't want to know. Like, I just I, I feel like <laughs> I was on that Pharrell thing. I saw that video of Pharrell talking about like, don't don't talk to me because I will snitch. Like, I'm definitely <laughs> like the person like I don't want to know. Like, you know, just let me just think that you afford that Rolex just through completely legal means. I don't I don't want to know. Right. So, so if you go to the investigation you know, room, you're like, give me a pen and paper. Yeah, I'll just, tell y'all everything. I want deny. I don't even want plausible deniability. I want deniability. I just want to be like, hey, I just thought that they were buying those McLarens with their, you know, grandma's savings. Like I just. Right. PPE. Really I had. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when PPE was a thing and I was definitely looking into it but by the time i looked into it like i feel like they they sniffed it all out like i didn't get any of that ppe money. I know. so there you go i wish i had because so many entertainers were like well i do have a s corp i am a company everybody listen everybody i know was getting that ppe money and i, I you know everybody kind of needed it at the time especially like if you did stand up or you know like i have some dj friends mm -hmm. who are like i'm never gonna make money again like it was it was Lean times. It was. Times. Oh, the DJs. Think of the DJs. You know what? I will say I feel for the DJs because I feel like there's a certain amount, there's certain careers that until you become wildly successful, they are extremely embarrassing. Mm. And so I would say yeah. acting. Uh, no, the number one, so sorry out there, but the number one career that is shameful until you get on is being a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> True. Nobody respects you. Nobody respects you. Not even the DJ. No. Nope. When the DJ is like, hey, you got to play this song for this dude at midnight. He's going to get out of here and rap. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, nobody wants to listen to your mixtape. No. no mm -mm. Nobody wants to hear you do a freestyle. It's embarrassing. And then we I love it when I love it when you like in, in a movie, inevitably, like if there's a character who's a rapper and like they have that inevitably they have some scene where like they're performing in a nightclub mm -hmm. and somehow everybody in the nightclub is really into like that. I've never seen that. I've DJed nope. so many nightclubs <laughs> where they're like, put this song and the rapper's going to come out and do his song. Like those be the, the most dead crowds you've ever seen. Ever and, like, seen. At some point they have to get up and rap somebody else's lyrics just to get somebody, you know, up for their song. It's, it's just painful. Steve it's Harvey really said, painful. we can't not know you and not know the song. <laughs> like, and so movies are always lying when they have like a rapper or somebody come up on stage you know like P-Valley like Lil Murder or like whatever that's my favorite TV trope because it is so fake if we heard oh it's so fake any music that was new from a rapper we'd be like get this man off this boo this man I mean, serious boo this man it, I mean it could even be somebody who you like but they're like hey y'all I'm about to do a new song and you're like alright let me go get a drink right you a know, new like, song 
a new song. Like, I really just came here to hear the song that's on power this week. You, you know, know what's like, a good example? Just... Versus. Whenever the Versus people come out yes. and they start doing their new material that's not mm-hmm. like the old hits, everybody's like, turn this shit off! <laughs> oh, Mario, we don't want to hear your new song. Get out here and do Icebox. <laughs> Why you gotta call out my man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's just like, you know, that, that's when you check and see who else is live right there. Right, it's like... But shout out to, shout out to uh, Swiss and uh, Tim... Timberland, because mm-hmm. I feel like they worked out their whole, you know, situation with Versus. I mean, they really did. They, 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 I think they went in person too quickly. Um, it was a little anxiety <laughs> yeah. inducing. But and the only thing that bothered me about it is that they were in Atlanta, you know, like they would have after parties at like Compound and stuff like that. And if you don't know what Versus mm-hmm. is, Versus started on Instagram Live with, and that was when it was amazing. It was just it artists. Was great. It was, it's what we needed during the pandemic mm-hmm. because it was just like, oh, people were still alive out there and they were in their home studios. Mm-hmm. Going track for track. This is this is my song versus your song. It was great. With terrible Wi-Fi, the worst tech you've <laughs> well, ever seen, Teddy, and it was Teddy amazing. Teddy Riley will never live that down. <laughs> right? Like he could have never known that his legacy would be forever. Forever be tied to the to the script right. of his Wi-Fi bandwidth. It's just not fair. Like bruh, bruh had cricket Wi-Fi. Like, where did you get this Wi-Fi, my guy? It's terrible. We're praying and for I you. I still think about the uncle who was behind him in the hoodie <laughs> dancing. I, I just thought about that guy last night. Just like that dude had no idea he was ever gonna be famous for that dance he did a meme. in the background. He is yeah. literally a meme. But <laughs> yes, yeah, so I love that. So y'all don't tell don't tell Diallo what crimes you're doing because he doesn't want to know. I, I want to know, know though. I want to know. And uh, speaking of wanting to know, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we'll be right back with What's Hot in Farad. Scams! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so 
soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Cons! And we are back. And it's time for What's Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn you guys about popping scams on the zeitgeist. Or we get a letter from you all, as always. Snitch on your friends, your family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. All right. <laughs> So I need a fake name, Diallo, for this person. We don't care about gender. Um, also, I know the last time you were on, it was a little bit of a gotcha because you were honoring your son by giving the scammer your son's <laughs> name. And then the scammer ended up it being a nasty person. <laughs> so, oh, it was the worst. So we won't do your kids like that. I apologize to him when he's, you know, like a teenager and he goes back. You don't to have to apologize like, to him. Yeah. Children are a scam. He living in your house rent free. He doing good. Okay. <laughs> and he got a daddy making that TV coin. Oh, he doing great. Okay. Mm, that's that, that's his daddy's money. That's his daddy's money. I'm not passing you along. No, that's his money all. too. That's his money too. My mom always said, my money is my money, but your money is our money. <laughs> There you go. And I live by that. So give me a fake name for this person, if you could. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Clarence, but I won't do that to you. Oh, you was going to try to use my, one of my daddy's wells? Or... No, see, I, you know what? Um, I let, why don't we say, uh, here's a safe name, Jonah. Jonah. Okay, yeah. Jonah sounds like he um, definitely was in church choir, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know any... Do I? I don't think I know a single Jonah, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're not. I don't know any either, except for the Hill one. I've met him once, and so okay. he's, I'm still safe. You're still, still safe. safe. You're still safe. <laughs> so Jonah says, "This past summer, I woofed on a goat farm." Okay, Jonah, what is woofing? It says, "If you aren't familiar, which I am not, thank you, Jonah. Woofing, and it's spelled W W O O F." I-N-G, and they've Jonah spelled it twice, so this is not a mistake. So this is what it is called. It's hmm. an international co-op where you work on an organic farm in exchange for free housing and food. This unfortunately <laughs> meant that I did not get paid, and as a broke college student, paying dead rent while I was farming, mind you, that fucking sucked. Okay. Working on a farm and not getting paid sounds perilously like something from... Mm. The history of black people. Yeah. It's giving <laughs> 12 years. A, hey, guys, it's a co-op. It's a co-op. That sounds like a rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> also, we get you, we get your kids. That's right, how they got it. the black people. Hey, exactly, y'all, we got a, yeah. we got a co-op for y'all. It's an unpaid Hello, internship. A co-op, overseas co-op. You get to see a whole new continent. <laughs> right. Have y'all ever heard of cotton? <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> no but uh nothing funny about slavery but something very funny, funny about, about rebranding it a hard girl boss reband yeah. okay this is a co-op guys <laughs> that's all you're yeah you're living in a cabin but <laughs> you know so at the time 
Jonas says they were a college student, but they're working on this co-op. Um, they said they're paying dead rent, which I'm trying to understand. Is that like you have you're paying rent at the place that you're not living at right now? Um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Which I've had to do. So that kind of sounds like maybe that's what they're implying. So mm. on the farm, my fellow woofers and I did a lot of manual labor, feeding goats, dogs, cats, and chickens. Uh, in parentheses, fuck chickens. <laughs> chickens are mean animals man are they mean animals okay that makes me feel better about eating them oh yeah for sure it's like the chick- <laughs> chickens are assholes you heard it here first so get that rotisserie okay um, that's probably why they taste so good all the angst love that for us <laughs> so it says I was moving heavy farm equipment and water buckets milking goats catching chickens again I can't emphasize this enough fuck chickens they are not only stinky and stupid but ugly as hell meat chickens <laughs> even ethically raised ones are foul and a pain in the ass damn you really got a beef with the, with chickens he really is he really is <laughs> I've never seen somebody hate a chicken so much damn Jonah yeah Jonah's really on it so it says and most importantly working at various farmers markets now I'm going to pause here, Jonah, because I haven't even gotten to your scam yet or what the scam is. But obviously, we we see the scam of the co-op where y'all not getting paid, but somebody is making money from the labor you're doing. Also, (laughs) you said that y'all were out here doing like organic farm work. I don't know why my brain, because I guess like farms are animals. And then like, what do they call when they making food? Well, I thought like, Um, don't you grow crops on a... mm, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... That, that's what that's what a farm is there to do. Okay, because I was thinking immediately when I saw like uh, the farm thing, organic farm that we were talking about, like picking berries and fruits and whatnot. But we're talking about like ranch hand activities. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this sounds like way too much work. Wait, not worth it. Go. I would just get a job where I could like you know quiet quit every day. I don't know if I could be out here boxing uh you know chickens and shit every day. It feels like a lot. <laughs> it's awkward if you quit your job on a ranch, but you don't know how to get back to the city. You're like, <laughs> I quit now. Where the fuck um, are we? Like this. Is, can y'all give me a roads. ride to the train? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you, man. They, they they take you to some place where you can't leave. Right? Because where you gonna go? Where you gonna go? Nowhere. Exactly. So some important context. The farmer's markets we went to were in a major city, so people did not bat an eye at $8 a dozen, like for a dozen of eggs, or $12 for half a gallon of goat milk. All this to say, the guy who runs the farm did just fine financially. Yeah, I'm sure he did, because wait, he's providing y'all like fruit snacks and a family meal. (laughs) And he already got the houses. It's not like he got to repay for the houses that he got y'all laying up in. And he's not paying you for labor. And he's going to the city and charging and a bunch of yuppies, you know, $12 for half a gallon of goat milk. Mm. I feel like I, I feel like this is Erewhon's business right. <laughs> It is. But he's like, yeah, we Erewhon, but like really farm to table. And when we say you in nowhere, you are in nowhere. And that's how, why you go stay. That's why you can't leave. I, 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 I got to say, I, I was so old when I figured out that Erewhon was basically nowhere spelled backwards with like a slight change to make it a little more pronounceable. Yeah. And that kind of blew my mind. It didn't to me because I grew up in the age of, you know, young moms naming their kids Navea. <laughs> so I was ready. I was like, I done seen the team moms naming their baby Navea. It's heaven spelled backwards. And if you ever meet a Navea, they will say, hi, my name is Navea. It's heaven spelled backwards. <laughs> They'll let you know. 
So I'm always looking. So to compensate for our work at the farmer's market, the guy who runs the farm gave us each a $15 allowance to spend on lunch. However, a big part of the farmer's market culture among vendors is trading. My fellow woofers and I would typically trade eggs or milk or various goods for communal kitchen. Because of this, rather than spend my $15 on lunch, I'd go up to the meal vendors, usually the Ethiopian place because the food was scrumptious, and the guy who worked <laughs> there was so damn fine. Okay. <laughs> I, let's just be honest. Ethiopians are just an amazingly good-looking people they are. in general. They are. You know, people people back in college used to be like, yeah, Diallo, you know, he, he liked them Ethiopians. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> <liked them Ethiopians. laughs> I mean, they are baddies. They're a culture of baddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, really. But I love that, uh, you know, Jonah's giving us so many details in here. Uh, love this letter this so much. This doesn't sound like a scam yet. It sounds like he got scammed, but yeah. I'm waiting for the turn. <laughs> I know. I am too. I don't know if it's coming because we're almost at the end of this letter. I hope he's not scamming the Ethiopians because honestly, they've been through a lot. Yeah, they so have. We don't need to don't do that. Don't scam them. No. So it says, um, I'd go up to the Ethiopians and I'd offer to trade a dozen eggs for a meal and a drink. Sometimes I'd trade eggs for popsicles or fruit to munch on during the market too. I have no regrets or remorse that I probably lost him over $100 worth of products all in all and I'd absolutely do it again. Okay, Jonah, I don't think you ran a scam here. Baby, I think a scam was being run on you and I'm glad that you realized you needed to get involved. Yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an effective scam to me. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody's taking notes on Jonah's scam. <laughs> well, if you think about it, if it was $8 for a carton of eggs, right? And uh -huh. he's selling eggs to other, or trading eggs all the time. So the money that wasn't, you know, gained by actually selling the eggs because he was bartering something that didn't belong to him is a little bit of a mm -hmm. scam because he's keeping his little $15 stipend. That's true. And he's also bartering with products that he technically should have been selling. And so I get what he's saying, but at the same time, I'm like, Jonah, baby, you were not being paid for your labor. Right. And then right. the allowance was $15 for lunch. And that was your labor working the farmer's market, meaning they're not paying you on, on all fronts. Like, so you definitely should have stolen more. You know, I'm proud of you, but like, you know, you could have, you could have charged. You know, there's, there's, there's some people under my roof who I give an allowance to who I let <laughs> them stay here for free. And I don't. <laughs> I don't respect their scams either. So I think that Jonah needs to take a step back and really, how's he going to amass wealth when he's earning a child's allowance and like scamming eggs? Like, I just think this is a... Mm. I mean, how is anybody going to amass wealth without being born into it or taking it, you know? Yeah, that, that part is that part is sadly true. Yeah, but so I feel like there are some better ways to... Uh, cheat the system than this yes like he could have went harder he definitely could have went harder but at the same time jonah i'm glad you were satisfied with your scam you didn't get greedy you didn't get caught because i would hate for you know the farm to be like you're fired and then drop you off in the middle of nowhere and you know you got to hitchhike back home that sounds mm -hmm. like a, a horror movie <laughs> but i also just don't see a world where the farmer even if you were stealing all the eggs i'm sure he knew he was losing some but he's making so much money on free labor he's on every caking. side he's it. He's he's caking and he's just calling his unpaid labor a co-op. I think that that's the person. Yeah. Should, let's talk to Jonas's boss because I feel like that's the scam that I'm taking away from this one. It, it absolutely is. And also the rebranding. He gave y'all like a, a community calling y'all woofers. So now y'all got a sense of kinship and he calling it a co-op instead of unpaid physical mm -hmm. labor. You know, the, the real scam is the, the farmer here. 
Oh, McDonald was it's the person at the top. It's the person at the top who's got the big, the best scam. Yeah. Oh, Mc... <laughs> McDonald said, "Eio, con." You know, so he was the one who really won <laughs> here. But I'm glad you got a little bit. I'm glad you feel good about it, and you should definitely not feel bad about trading some eggs with some sexy Ethiopians and having a great meal. You know, while you worked for free. So thank you. With these Ethiopians who live off the, fl- I, I want to know about them. That seems like a, you know, the fun thing about me is that I do have a. A bit of a fascination with Ethiopian culture. My brother was a Rastafarian. And, you know, like, I feel like from the time I was born, he's 20 years older than me. But Mm -hmm. from the time I was born, I was always exposed to, like, all these various parts of Ethiopian culture, um, even more than uh, Jamaican culture, which is interesting. But uh, whenever possible, I try to incorporate Ethiopian culture into our writing. So on Sherman Showcase, you know, Sherman always ends up owing the Ethiopian mob, which is not even a... (laughs) Not even a nationality that has a mob, as far as I know. But I just thought it'd be funny if you own a, a like a, a a group of people who aren't known for having a mob. He owes the Ethiopian mob a ton of money. So every time an Ethiopian person shows up on set, he gets a little bit nervous because he's not sure, you know, if they're, if they're there to they're, shake him down. Collect, exactly, if they're there to collect a debt. And, uh, and I'm actually happy to say that you know anybody who's seen season one of the show yeah. knows that. There was a there was a pretty prominent scene with the um, actually no it's not season one it was the Black History special yeah we did something with the Ethiopian mob well some of those characters come back in season two so and they're you know, very fun yes very yeah. fun I also love like taking mob tropes but putting them on a, a culture that isn't as like stereotypically you know like <laughs> yes. my my daughter's wedding you know like what is <laughs> what's the Ethiopian version of that yeah so, man. I love that. Yeah. Sherman Showcase is so funny, guys. If you guys haven't gotten into the first season, you have a chance to binge the first season before the second season mm-hmm. comes out October 26th. So, ew. And we're going to take another quick break, but not scam advertisements. We'll be back with Historic Hoodwinks. Robbery! Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We're back, and it's time for me to regale Diallo with a famous con caper group of criminals. We'll see if we like them. We'll see if we hate them. Um, I am going to say up top, the story was first broke and investigated by Mississippi Today's Anna Wolf in her article. Much of the research came from her summary and discussion with Congressman Ronnie Shows on his radio podcast, Mississippi Today's Ann Wolf Explains Sprawling Welfare Fraud Case. So if you want to get into that podcast for more details, if you want to get into Ann Wolf's writing, y'all know we don't scam the writers here. So you can also do that. It'll be in our footnotes on any platform that you listen to this. You can click on the link. All right. So you probably got an inclination of where we're going here, Diallo. But um, (laughs) (laughs) what first looked like a former pro footballer cozying up to the Mississippi governor for a little volleyball stadium has now blown up into a statewide corruption case that implicates the entire county's welfare system. In a fraud case involving pro wrestlers and former athletes, millions in state welfare funds have been 
misappropriated. And I love the term misappropriated because it gives me officer involved shooting. You know what I mean? Like just things Mm -hmm. that And I wish that the news is scamming us all by writing things in a way that makes the crime less, it makes it more docile and it's incredibly irresponsible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking at y'all journalists, um, you know, coming out here with this officer involved (laughs) shit. No, they shot someone. Just say what it is, okay? We don't need the cutesy language to be like they murdered someone and we don't need the cutesy language to be like misappropriated. They weren't misappropriated. They were stolen. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't get to I don't get to misappropriate at Target. I don't get to misappropriate uh, at Bloomingdale. Exactly. They call that theft. Uh, I miss Chris Snickers bar from uh, <laughs> exactly. Right. I just no. I just misappropriated all this stuff in my purse. That's all. <laughs> this is just a red tape issue, y'all. Y'all making it? Why y'all put me in cuffs? No, this is just a misunderstanding. <laughs> I misappropriated this car. Exactly. Uh, half of white collar crime is just really sophisticated shoplifting. It is. And, and we need to start calling it that. And also stop calling it white collar like it's higher brow than blue collar crime. Yeah, crime is that, crime. Isn't that, that, that really twisted? Like, they're like, oh, white collar. It sounds like white gloves. It makes it sound like a gentleman thief. Right. It's like, yeah, I, I stole, but I was in a double breasted suit. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> double breasted crime. <laughs> right. Yeah. I dressed up for this robbery. Don't put me in the category with the burglars, okay? It's messed up, man. I'm just misappropriating somebody home. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we picked the lock. We didn't throw a brick through the window. We are classy, okay? So, the network. The fraud for which six people have faced criminal charges and Brett Favre, who was already a nasty man. It's fast becoming real nasty, a, real nasty. Real nasty. I mean, like, I hate to say it, but like, more about the head coach of the Celtics than I did about Brett mm-hmm. Favre, which is really disturbing when you consider the scope and the damage that one person did compared to the other. Right. And this is not his first time being a nasty man. And, you know, he's just continuing his legacy of being gross. And I went to Pitt at the time, uh, you know, when the uh, situation came out with him when he was playing football. And, um, you know, it was just, it's disgusting. So he's never been a good dude. And so it's not shocking that he continues to just be a piece of shit. Uh, You heard it here. Um, (laughs) You haven't heard it anywhere else. So... It's um, at its core, it involves funneling tens of millions in funds in a TANF, which is a temporary assistance for needy families to places that aren't needy families. So, you know, this money has been allocated to help people. And this is one of the poorest states in the country, Mississippi. They're having all these water problems right now, also because the infrastructure money that they were given somehow didn't go to the infrastructure that they were supposed to be, you know, rebuilding or fixing. And now we're seeing the consequences of that as well. So you're dealing with an extremely corrupt, you know, governance in Mississippi on top of the fact that they already have, you know, a really bad education system. Some of the people are in the most dire straits in our country. And then on top of that, everyone is grifting them. It's ridiculous. It's, it's insane. So TANF was introduced in 1996 as a welfare reform intended to end poverty. It ended direct cash payments to poorer families with children and instead gave states a grant that had the flexibility to use it as they see fit for families that met eligibility. And I don't know why at no point nobody thought, you know, we got an idea. Instead of just giving the money directly to the people who need it, what if we give it 
to people who probably will take it, but uh, you know, they'll decide if you're worthy of getting it. Like, why do we add another middleman into this? Yeah, why why add it? I mean, like, no, let's not give it directly to the people who need it. Let's give it to the people who kind of loathe the people who need it. You know, like, I mean, this is honestly, this is Mississippi where I do feel like the government is not really responsive to the needs of the the people. If they they were, they wouldn't consistently be ranked last in in some of the places where they are. And it's so so lame. And this is actually in some ways related to the fact, not to get too deep into the weeds, but it's related to the fact that like even right now, the Supreme Court is going to decide, I believe, whether, you know, the state legislature has the right to gerrymander the state so that basically all the poor people are in one district, Mm -hmm. but they're outnumbered by all these other, you know, districts that are uh, more rural. It's it's, it's messed up, man. It it truly is. And also, like, just an analogy here. Imagine if your worst enemy, like the person who hates you the most, like the person who's like, I'm your number one hater. You know, if you got a hater, it's me. If you got a million haters, I'm one of them. You know, Uh if you got zero haters, I've left this earth. Imagine if that person... Is the thing like is in charge of giving you money? <laughs> like, it's yeah, we ridiculous. we gave the money to your hater. What you mean you ain't get it? <laughs> no, we literally gave the check to your hater, and we said give it to them. They didn't. Oh, okay, that's that's wild. Oh, that didn't oh. that didn't make it through. Oh, it must be the post office. We'll cut their funding too. Yo, that's <laughs> wild, Cardi B. You didn't get your money. We gave it to the Barb's. They didn't. They, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give it to you. That's wild. That's wild. We, they said they was gonna give it to you. Okay. So the criteria by which it operates is deeply embedded in stereotypes and assumptions about poor families that especially harm poor black women. So um, if you haven't heard our episode on uh, the welfare queen, um, there's also one that I did on you're wrong about um, with Sarah Marshall about the welfare queen and how it was completely propaganda and lies that Reagan told to demonize black women with the basis. mm -hmm, And and it was just um, Linda Taylor. So it was specific about her and he like said that she stole like $150,000 a year and was over here living good on chicken with 90 kids and and stealing all the welfare money and in reality she misappropriated about $8,000 over her crime spree career so you know it really created a damaging stereotype for yeah which lives on to this day yep you know to this day you can say the term welfare queen and unfortunately I think a lot of people think they know what that is. I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I do know a welfare queen. She died at the age of 96 uh, in the UK. And she was <laughs> <a> woman, <laughs> she, she lived off of their the taxpayer dime her entire life. And yes, she was a welfare queen. So and I will say that welfare queen was pro- is definitely the one who goes down in history as the one who stole the most. Because even when she Ooh, died, the they took her scam. body, they took her body on a tour they, they <laughs> you know what I mean? State, Who's going on world state, tour the when they did? Paid for, the state paid for her funeral, flew in a bunch of people on privates. I mean, like, she really did it big. She and really did. She did it big, y'all. And you could even, you know, sign up to stand in line and go see mm-hmm. the person who robbed you for your entire life and probably more than your life because she was older than most living I mean, people. She was taken from our ancestors. So, Woo! you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's very telling that, you know, once again, white collar crime is okay. And if you are really rich and well-connected, 
you can definitely benefit from government government assistance your entire life. All the time. Americans, we have it with our corporations, you know, bailouts, yeah. like, you know, even PPPs that went to really rich people who got their PPP loans forgiven. And yet we're over here getting mad at people who make less than $150,000 a year yeah. getting some of their student loans yeah. erased. You know, there's always welfare for the rich and there's not welfare for the poor. So you're absolutely right. And Lizzie was out here grifted with the best <laughs> of them, honey. And my favorite thing Lizzie. was... Her, Lizzie and I are stealing I diamonds from, you know, Africa. Talk about they gave Absolutely. South Africa gave it to her as a gift. Bitch, ain't nobody <laughs> give you that diamond as no damn gift. The whole British Museum is literally just loot. They like, come see the shit we stole. We ain't got no culture over here. We we made up the we just talked about the pilled down man on this uh podcast which was literally like the uk's version of um lucy like they were trying to say this was the first person that you know ever lived on earth mm-hmm. and it was really just a collection of monkey skulls and and mandibles from other places and you know they even had a fake bat and talking about oh yeah the first man played cricket and he loved to spill a tea like get some culture uk <laughs> i mean they're, they're basically an island and yet <laughs> We're all speaking the island language right now. So Isn't that wild? <laughs> They're like, what you talking about? We gave you your native tongue. No, this wasn't it. <laughs> no, this wasn't it. And, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because everybody was saying, you know what, that, that language sounds really good. We'll voluntarily all start talking that language. Like, no, that's not how it happens. Right. So They're like, English bussing. Y'all, no, put down the native tongue. <laughs> put that shit down, okay? We, if anything, we, we have contributed a lot to the language. And by nothing of... Nothing is more offensive to my children than when I try to like speak current slang. Like I'll be like, "Hey guys, these eggs are bussing." They're like their skin crawls. You can see them like crawl into a shell. I love it. It's one of my joys as a parent. And and I love that for you. That's you get to you get to corny corny out for your kids. Yeah, and man. you know, and embarrass them. You know, pick them up from school. Like, what's up, my guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I enunciate so hard. Like there's like I put the G on everything ending in ing. Like it's great. It's, it's so much fun to see them die a little bit inside. <laughs> I love that for you. The joys of being a parent. <laughs> so. Yep. Though other states face corruption and misuse of funds, in Mississippi, it appears a network of officials and their friends walked into the unchecked welfare bank and cleaned house. So basically, you know, other states are stealing. We know that the government is corrupt. They're just a fucking shakedown. But this is a unique situation because at least in some other states, you might have somebody looking into the fraud. Everybody was like, oh, we the gang. They were like, no, we all are going to do crime together. One, two, three. Everybody hand in. Crime. And then <laughs> they work together. <laughs> they work together as a team, okay? Uh, and so this is why it was, you know, continuing for so long unchecked because everybody was a part of it. They were like, what do you mm. mean? <laughs> we're all doing the crime. That. So most of the investigation surrounding the fraud has centered on a number of low-level government employees. The director of Mississippi Department of Human Services, John Davis, was found to have funneled millions of TANF money to a nonprofit, the Mississippi Community Education Center. All right, now, if you see John, if I saw this motherfucker anywhere, I would never let him touch a penny, let alone (laughs) millions of anybody's funds. He looks like Mississippi's he looks like Mississippi's answer to McKinley. Gorbachev. Like he looks like I would not trust this man with anything. Like that that first off, that tie just tells Ooh. me that he's definitely skipped out on the bill at the steakhouse with his friends. For like he sure. didn't pay for it. He was just like, oh, I gotta go. 
I'll, I'll, I'll hit you back. And you I don't even me. know if he's doing that. I feel like John, like, yeah, I got to run to the bathroom real quick. And he's like, did y'all see John <laughs> took his coat to the bathroom? Like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, he's not coming back. The bathroom, the bathroom isn't even towards the front doors. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> you just hear a car peeling off. Like, <laughs> nah, he's not going to pay this bill. And he got the most food. He was the one who said we should get another bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. hey, let's do it family style. Let's do it family style. <laughs> <laughs> and also John's tie is giving like cosplaying like a poor public servant you know what I mean he was like what's gonna give the girls I have a stone millions of dollars this paisley mm. ugly ass tie you know and that dude not him no and also I love the name of this nonprofit, Mississippi I was gonna say that that to me is a headline the second you say it again because I know that's that's corrupt right there Mississippi Community Education Center what does that mean it's words man it's for <laughs> education center <laughs> you know what it's giving it's giving you guys serve like we got to dance and raise money to close so the, the community service or center don't close down because little saint gotta go there you know it's like what are y'all what education are you giving is the education for children is it for like you know people learning as a community college are people learning a trade what, it's so what is it it's so vague it's just like it's it's, it's it, it goes towards why i think Monto jordan's this is how we do it it's such a brilliant <laughs> title for a song because it can be used in any setting. It's like, you know, it could be like, you could be killing a person. It's like, this is this how, is we, how do we do or it. Or you could be launching a business and it could be like, hey guys, this is how we do it. Like, it's so, it's a lot of words, but it means nothing. This is how we, not clear who the <laughs> who we Who is are. we? <laughs> do, do, do it. I mean, what is like, it? Brilliant. It's freaking brilliant. It can be anything from a movie premiere <laughs> like going to jail. This is how we do it. Right. They said I we got a nonprofit. It's called Charity for All in Need. <laughs> Charity for those in need of what? Of what? what? And what are you giving them? <laughs> no, no, don't, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about that. Okay. Oh, you asking a lot of questions. Why are you hating on charity? See, you okay. can't even go there because you'll get in trouble. My charity is just called giving. <laughs> Okay, we don't know what it's giving. We don't know to the, whom. The, the Giving Foundation of California. Yes. Oh man. Okay, that's it. That's my charity. Let me go get my LLC together. Okay, the yeah, Giving I, Foundation. I so. Who needs so, to go fund me when you get a nice vague name? Right. The center was supposed to have been a performing and subcontracting activities that fell under TANF criteria. And accepting mm-hmm. money is legal so long as the center actually conducted those activities. That is also a very vague sentence. They are supposed to be performing and subcontracting activities that wow. fell under TNAF criteria. So we don't know what those activities are. We don't know what the <laughs> subcon we don't know what y'all, the subcontracting is. It's all so vague. So so instead of that money going to needy families, the head of the center, Nancy New, kicked it back to Davis, his friends and family and her family. (laughs) They said, we are needy of these millions as well. Define needy because I need Mm. a new Bentley. And and that to (laughs) me, I'm in need of a new mansion. You know, here's the thing. She she was in need of new short sleeve red dresses like that was very important to her right and you know she had to she had to increase her collection of of, of just ridiculously banging 
red short sleeve dresses. <laughs> right. You could have got some better fashion sense, but I will say her hair is laid. She got the feather bang. The, the oh, highlights no. are fresh. She said, I am in need of a cut and blowout. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to get it. She she partially did that through establishing a state-sanctioned initiative called Families First. Woo, I love these vague-ass names. Which essentially privatized a large amount of this, you know, government money that was, you know, intended for the people in need. Mm -hmm. The goal of the initiative isn't entirely clear, though new said Families First does exist. And their um, Mm -hmm. mantra was, this is their quote. All the good stuff already being done out there. So that's what they're supporting. What? They were like, they said, our- we're, we're pro good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we like things that are good. Uh, the wow. initiative with Family First is to do good for <laughs> people. They didn't even have to say what good was? Mm-mm, just good stuff. They didn't even say- <laughs> what the stuff was. Also, they good stuff. They're like, what do you mean? We did good stuff. We didn't know that meant give them the money. Nobody is really this, Is this a pro-Kanye organization? Are they supporting good music? Like, does, <laughs> does the word good have, like, dots in it? I'm so confused. You know, good stuff. Come on now. Y'all know good stuff. <laughs> of course. So, Davis's nephew was paid $400,000 to create coding academies, in quotes, for the two nonprofits. So he got almost okay. half a million dollars. And this is her... Nephew. Yeah. Now, see, I believe in coding. I mean, my, I, I've sent my kids to coding camps. So I, that's that's a legit thing. But, like, I'm sure you're about to tell me said. that there was no coding going. Go ahead. This is this is $400,000 yellow to create the coding academy. Uh, see, I see. It's, that's how the criminal mind works. It's like, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I'm giving so much benefit of the doubt. But they're just like, no, I'm just... Getting half a million dollars to come up with the idea. <laughs> it's mostly for thinking. I need half yeah. a million dollars to think about the coding camps we're going to do. See, these thoughts ain't free. That's where I, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving away the cow. You know, these people are just really, I need them to represent me in Hollywood because clearly <laughs> right. I'm, I'm working too hard. <laughs> right. We, we hustling backwards because we could have just been having vague phrases, apparently. I'm going to start. I'm gonna, I need half a million dollars to come up with a code switching camp. And we're all we're gonna do is tell people how they can switch up their code to get ahead in life. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna mull on it with that half a mil, and then <laughs> exactly. we're gonna, you know, get the ideas percolating. Exactly. However, the nephew knew nothing about computer programming. As such, he <laughs> produced nothing. Nothing. Well, hey, but you know, at some point, you. You know, not every idea is going to work out. And right. sometimes he those thought ideas about don't work it. Out. He thought about it. He thought about it. You guys stop hating. He thought about it and he got, yes, more money than most of us will ever make. But he, th- he did think, we can assume, because you yeah. can prove that he He was thought. using it for thoughts, okay? How can we disprove <laughs> that he used it for thoughts? Well, yeah, he, pro- he might have to use it for thoughts, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Y'all don't know what he was thinking. Y'all can't prove that he didn't use $400,000 worth of thoughts, okay? Y'all don't know this man's thoughts? Why, do you, why are y'all assuming y'all know this man's thoughts? <laughs> right, y'all ain't mind readers. Don't lock this man up, okay? 
<laughs> so Davis's brother-in-law was paid over $600,000 for a non-existent job and lease on a non-existent building. So the nephew, you know, he got, at least of, he I did thoughts. Non, I have a lot of non-existent buildings. I do too. And I need $600,000 for him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a real estate magnet when it comes to the non-existent buildings. <laughs> you see that over there? You don't? <laughs> yeah, that's you don't mine. See it? Yeah, because you, you don't see things the way I see them. <laughs> that's all it is. You need to change your perspective, my guy. Exactly. Okay. I got a multi. I got a multi-use over there. You don't even see it. Yeah, I like that the nephew at least was like for thoughts, but then the brother-in-law was like for nothing. Like I'm not even gonna <laughs> try to lie to y'all, okay? For nothing. And then there were sport, the sports celebrities. So new paid Marcus Dupree, a former college football star. Uh oh. He got thirty-seven. Marcus, uh, I wanted to keep this on the. I, wanted, I was hoping we didn't get it. I was hoping my people did not get involved. But the second I heard the name Marcus Dupree, I was like, uh oh. Yeah, you knew he was. You knew he was black. Be a bruh. <laughs> or <laughs> how? Marcus. Or how racists like to call black people now? You knew he was going to be a woke. <laughs> I was like, Marcus okay. and Dupree in the same name? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is going to be bad. Okay, it's let's giving hear about us. Marcus. Yeah. So this is Marcus, and he got $371,000 to buy a 4,000-square-foot house with a swimming pool, pavilion, and adjoining acreage on which Mr. Dupree Ugh. was to maintain horses. Now, you get how all this is going to the good and to the people in need. Because we need Marcus Dupree to have a house and also a horse stable. I don't know many people in need who need a horse, period. I just feel like a horse is that that's always the thing that like rock stars buy when they're about to lose all their money on horse racing. Like, I just feel like horses is just a sign of like you probably aren't in that. I mean, like unless you have a horse farm, you know, a horse or I'm sorry, a horse co-op. But if you don't have a horse co-op... Are you a woofer? You, a horse woofer? <laughs> if you're a woofer with some herfers, yes. But I feel like that is not something that anybody in need really needs as a horse. There are probably it's some things that need to be in place first. Extremely expensive to maintain. So yes, this isn't even like he stole some money and then he used it to buy a house, which, yeah, you have to do maintenance on a house, but horses are very expensive. So were y'all yes. just going to keep giving him horse coins? Because <sighs> what? In the charity filings, Dupree claimed the adjoining land next to his massive residence was to be used for equestrian activities for underprivileged <laughs> children. Oh, now see, I love that idea. I love the idea of, you know, little kids from the from the from the you know from the city going out there and, and getting their equestrian on. You know, like right. in theory, I'm all for this, but I'm going to assume that they were not. Fulfilling that the kids. part he of was, the bargain. They were like, Marcus, which kids have visited the horse camp? He said, okay, so we got uh, Tina Belcher. She loves horses. She she comes all the Tina time. Tina Belcher? <laughs> and her family is very poor. They got a small business where they sell burgers and they're not doing well. So she loves to come. <laughs> you know, his, Polly her Pocket. Family's really, her, her family's really in need. You know, they only have... You know, they have a, such a small lake house. It's so small. It's so small. So under TNF <laughs> guidelines, Dupree was technically being compensated to demonstrate fatherhood, a value that aligned with the state-sanctioned goals for impoverished families. So think That's about so that. That's so bullshit. I hate that kind of stuff. I hate it when they try and put it on this myth that somehow black fathers aren't coming through for their families, that, that the state-sponsored initiative to encourage fatherhood, like, if that that's that's another flip side of what's the a state sponsored father? 
Like, hello, I'm here to exactly. be your state sponsored father <laughs> and get in there and do them dishes <laughs> and sign this form, sign sign this uh, W four, and then get get out there and mow the lawn. I'm your dad. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just this is so many things I dislike. Uh, feel free, to go ahead. I, I'm I, I feel like I'm going down the rabbit hole. Let's go. You've heard of Uncle Sam, but have you heard of Dad Marcus? I, too, (laughs) work for the government. Daddy Marcus. Daddy Daddy Marcus. Marcus. I work for the government. I'm here to be your dad, okay? Mm, Ridiculous. So, we're going to change the tire today. This is only costing you $371,000, okay, for me to be your father. So, whenever he did anything for Families First, he would post about it on Facebook with the hashtag fatherhood. Ugh. Also, families need food and rent and money for clothing and, 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 you know, to be able to buy things that the kids need for their educations. Families don't need you to, Marcus, how you going to be everybody daddy? (laughs) This is a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. Wow. All right. So Davis also became very close with pro wrestler family, Ted Jr., Ted Sr., and Brett DeBiasey. Oh, um, no, Brett DiBiase. DiBiase, I, I rem- okay. I remember him from back when I used to watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And you could see how they would tie into uh, government assistance for needy families. Just was from this photo. Brett or was it Ted? I think it was Ted, right? Ted Jr., Ted Sr., and Brett. Yeah, Ted. Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, the Million Dollar Man. He was called the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Wait, I, this, he, this photo don't involve alone. the Million Dollar Man in anything regarding people in need. That's how he got to be a Million Dollar Man. From <laughs> taking like, it. He, he hoards money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, we're going to post this photo on the Instagram because I just need to understand who was like, yes, this guy. This is the guy who... <laughs> the man who has dollars falling from the sky <laughs> and, and, and fire. So you know that he's already gone to hell for the things that he's done. <laughs> Like, Ted DiBiase is not going to be a good head of an organization to help people in need. I'm sorry, y'all. Do do the bare minimum research. Just I- image Google Ted DiBiase. Right. You know how people, uh, black folks love to Photoshop uh, their relatives in the clouds when they die? Like, yeah. they already Photoshopped my guy in hell. He's in hell. He's burning up with his money that's also burning up. This man's not even a good investor because his dollars are literally fire, falling fire. into fire. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe this is this is hilarious. It's not for the families who didn't get the money that they need, but just if you see these characters, I don't even understand how they got along this far. So the charity received just five thousand dollars in grants in 2013, but in 2017 uh. they were given two hundred seventy-one thousand dollars in grants. And I, what is the seventy-one thousand? We got the three hundred seventy-one thousand, two hundred seventy-one thousand. What's the seventy-one about? They're like that's just enough to be close enough to three k, but or three hundred k, but not quite. Yeah. What raise any flags? <laughs> it's, it's that it's really just the one thousand of that two seventy one that I'm like, oh really? So it wasn't you know they got a little, they got a they got an extra they got an extra thousand for something. That's for taxes and fees. That's all. That's yeah, what exactly. that thousands for. So the same year, Davis hired Brett DiBiase as senior official at the Mississippi Department of Human Services with a ninety five thousand dollars salary, despite having no qualifications. This man literally, you know, was on television wearing panties and no shirt and <laughs> oiled up wrestling other dudes H- and some up, holding up belts of gold, like literally <laughs> above his head, like you know. And they're like, this is the gold. guy. <laughs> this is the guy. He's got qualifications to do community service and outreach and charity. Looks like a social worker to me. Looks like a social worker. <laughs> he shows up shirtless everywhere he goes, like, just like this. I'm here to help the needy kids. Where are so the kids? Like, 
We're, We're the, the kids. kids. I'm going to help him so hard. Like, what? <laughs> so his $160,000 four-month stay at a luxury drug rehab in California called Rise in Malibu was also covered, as was Davis's first-class flights to visit him. So Wait, I'm just, sorry. He used the money to go to rehab? So he got separate money to go to rehab. He had a $95,000, like, um, salary. But then he was like, hey, y'all, I actually need to go to rehab real quick, and I do need to go to the nicest rehabilitation <laughs> facility. It is $160K. Also, uh, my homeboy, Davis, He's going to have to fly private to come visit me. This is all a part of my work for the needy families. I mean, just think if we if if everybody who is sadly drug addicted on the street was like, you know what? I am addicted to this meth and I'm going to take a private jet to Malibu and just hang out on the beach. Because I'll say those ads for like the rehab centers in Malibu, Mm -hmm. they actually my wife and I thought we because those things look like vacations like they look fantastic. They're really so. nice. You can get Ooh. massages. They have great food. Dang. Like, the really high-end rehabilitation facilities, you know, like, some people will go and say that they're going for exhaustion. And I was like, do I need to go for exhaustion? Because it's giving. <laughs> I, like, it's really giving. And obviously, that's not the state of most rehabilitation facilities that are available for people who no. are not misappropriating government funds or who are not rich. You know what I mean? They're not this lavish. And, you know, it's just a testament to money and to greed and... And nobody thinks any differently of them because they're what? White collar criminals. Right. (laughs) Emphasis on the white, except for Marcus. Emphasis on the white. Yeah, it's always like, they're white collar criminals. (laughs) (laughs) The criminals is quiet. They're white. Collar criminals. Collar, collar criminals. What was that last part you said? No, I just said white collar. It just says white criminals. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> As a part of recent investigations, Ted Jr. has alleged that he witnessed uh, one of the main officials redirecting some of the funds away from a nonprofit that actually needed and used the money appropriately. The not, and this is a quote: the nonprofit director was a supporter of the Democratic candidate for governor that year. So they were like, "Oh, you support you support the Democrats? Oh, okay, well then, guess what? You, your nonprofit about to have <laughs> non. What year was this? What year was this? Uh, I don't know the year that this uh, person is referring to, but we're in like 2013 to 2017 area. So if it was 2016, we're talking about someone not supporting Trump. probably Gavin Newsom or something. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was probably someone not being a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, more than $2 million in welfare funds was diverted to the DiBiase group, which has not filed tax documents to the IRS in the past two years. So beyond stealing government you know, funds, they're also not even paying taxes at all as citizens. I mean... These sound like the salt of the earth kind of guys that I really want in charge of my charity work. The best people, you know. Okay, they're doing good stuff for them. They never said who the good stuff was right. for. They just, they just said we support good stuff. <laughs> right, it sounds really good for them. It sounds like they did a lot of good stuff for themselves. It's like that so, sketch on Saturday Night Live, the, uh, the uh, I, I, is it a, the Tony Bennett sketch where he's like, I like things that are great. Right. I love things that are good and I love things that are great. All right. I'm going to blow through a little bit of this because there's so much. Oh, my gosh. There were many instances of similar activities that not all ended up in the suit. Uh, $43,000 was even spent on a series of Bible-inspired children's book by Christian singer Jason Crabb. So he done got some money for his books. 
<laughs> I look at this oh, man. man. Oh, gosh. He's oh, definitely Jason. giving youth pastor. He's like, I'm going to keep it real with you guys, okay? I'm going to flip my chair backwards and I'm going to sit like. Hey, hey, what's up, Jamarcus? Hey, I'm on your side, man. Let's talk I'm about God, you. Let's talk bro. about God. Getting saved. So it goes all the way to the top. Recent findings have shown that the welfare scheme actually extends all the way to the governor, despite great attempts to have the buck stop that Nancy knew and John Davis. It appears that the official had directed funds away from a valid nonprofit that was actually then-Governor Phil Bryant. Note that Phil served um, as governor from 2012 to 2020. The current governor now is Phil Lewis. Bryant, by the way. Phil Bryant looks like a Muppet version of Phil Bryant. He does. He really does. And like, there's definitely strings uh, attached to that suit in his arms. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice analogy. So according to Alice Wolf, basically, I'm going to paraphrase here, but she's saying that the allegation that the sitting governor uh, was directing how taxpayer funds would be spent in order to punish a political opponent is a huge deal. Because now, just because you're playing, you're playing politics with people's real lives in the same way that, you know, they were flying people to Martha's Vineyard uh, who had recently come into the country and, you know, destabilizing these people's lives when they're already in dire strains to make a political point. You know, you're you're using wow. things that people need in like because you don't care about people. Politics aren't about people. So we know that. In 2017, conservative former football player quarterback Brett Favre texted with the governor, Bryant, about guidance on how to write a funding proposal so that it could be accepted by the Mississippi Department of Human Services. So he said, how do I lie so that I can get some <laughs> funds from the government that I definitely should not have? You got tips? This was you after- know, never, never send a text that says, is there any way the media can find out where it came from? <laughs> if you have to text that, then I'm going to just go out on them and say, don't do it. <laughs> hey, do it. Um, if we do this crime, do you think people will find out? I just want to cover all my bases. Do you think that the, the people will find out? <laughs> it's, a, it's a problem, dude. It's a real problem if you got to text something like that. I need advice. Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to go to jail for this. When you order a pizza and the pizza's late, you're never like, is there any way the media can find out <laughs> why my pizza's late? Like, that's never coming. That's always a truth. If I was on that jury, man. All right, well, anyway, let's go. And also, why are you doing crime via text? Like, Yeah, man, crime via text. <laughs> stupid. Make a make, place the phone call, at least. <laughs> right. So this was, hey, <laughs> you shouldn't have no emojis included in your crime. Like. <laughs> With the eyes. Do you think that anyone could ever find out about this eye emoji? Like, hmm? like no, no, seriously. I, I, I thought about this just recently. Like, uh, there's a dude who I'm friends with who's like, he's real hard. You know, he's real hard. But, like, every now and then I'll send him a text that he likes and he'll hit it with the uh, with the heart response. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that heart response seems a, a little not like you, man. I would expect a thumbs up, maybe an uh, emphasizing, you know, exclamation. Right. Mark, he hits me back with the hearts. I'm like. The governor, put, like, the governor puts a heart sign on. No, 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 find out. <laughs> I totally. No, he I, seemed, he gave me his word with a heart emoji. He said nobody was going to find out I was stealing. This is bullshit. <laughs> That's exactly. So this was after Governor Bryant ousted the welfare agency director, John Davis, for suspected fraud. So he's already kind of using people to be scapegoats and, you know, being like, oh, I can't believe they did that fraud. I never even. <laughs> That's not how we run the government in Mississippi. We are stand up dudes. Yeah. So in recent uh, recently released text, Governor Bryant and Favre. 
New and Davis work together to channel at least $5 million from this TNF or TANF fund to build a new volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi where Favre's daughter played. Though Favre mm. was denied, has denied for years that he had any knowledge of welfare funds being diverted to build the stadium, initial plans <laughs> included naming it after him. I was going to say, he's like, I didn't know it had anything to do with me. They just named it after me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they were like, when we think of volleyball, who do we think of? Brent Favre. <laughs> That's all. They know I'm huge in the volleyball community. That's it. They know I'm a huge fan of volleyball. <laughs> Recent texts also show that he was warned by Governor Bryant that misuses of the grant funds was illegal, but he continued to push for the stadium anyway. Governor Bryant replied, we're going to get there, but we have to follow the law. I am too old for federal prison. I just, I don't. I am too old for federal prison, LOL. Like, <laughs> LOL. These dudes are like the dumbest texters of all time. <laughs> right. He's like, do you know how bad the food is in federal prison? <laughs> LMAO. I can't be going over there, Brent Child. But exactly. we gonna steal the money, though. He said it Don't worry. Like, he's like, embezzling funds rolling on floor. <laughs> <laughs> so additionally, Favre received $1.1 million in TANF money in exchange for speeches and appearances that were never actually made. Who wants to see Brett Favre <laughs> fucking talk? And definitely not for $1.1 million to have a nasty man show up. Okay, I'd pay that to have him show up nowhere. What the fuck? So, I mean, essentially that's what they paid for because he ain't show up nowhere and he ain't speak to nobody. The, the rap La- lyric is not sold out seats to hear Brett Favre speak. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It never will be. Like Dupree, Favre was also supposed to have been championing family values and fatherhood through his appearances and activities. Also, not a family values guys guy. Nasty man. Sexual assaulter. He's not family values, okay? He's nasty mm-hmm. and gross, and I don't even understand. I mean, what the fuck? He also had $2 million of TNAF money routed to one of his pharmaceutical investments, a company called Prevacus or Prevasus. Um, so I'm counting so far. He got the $5 milli, the $2 milli, the $1.1. We had $8.1 million. Insane. Though Favre is one of few involved in the scandal without charges against him, the investigation is ongoing and his weekly Sirius XM show has been suspended. Yes, take all his things, absolutely please, and also put this man in jail where he's been belonging for a while. You know what I mean? So in 2017, it was discovered that Mississippi's program rejected 98.5% of applicants for cash assistance the previous year. Yeah, they rejected them because they didn't have the money. They were assisting themselves to the cash. What the fuck? They had to go get to the needy families and to themselves. That's not going to work out. At the time, nearly $50 million in funds was left unused. So they still had $50 million that they hadn't stole yet, but they were like, okay, but we're going to figure out a way to get it out of there so we can't give it to the families because then how are we going to eventually make up fake things to get it ourselves? So the agency stopped publishing its approval rate in annual reports after that because obviously no one's going to approve of them because they're not giving nobody what they were supposed to give them. In 1996, when TANF was introduced, 33,000 adults were receiving assistance in Mississippi. Last year, that number was 208. Wow. Wow. In total, from 2017 to 2020, the state auditor has found at least $77 million in misuse of welfare funds in the county's poorest 
excuse me, in the country's poorest state, where its city capital has remained in a water crisis for over a yep. month. They have brown water coming out of their faucets. Meanwhile, yep. $77 million has been used for horses, mansions, speeches from nasty men who never actually gave the speeches, ideas, uh, fake buildings, <laughs> you know, that, blowouts, that, that ugly dresses. volleyball court. <laughs> yes, volleyball courts that need to be named after nasty men. You know, all of this. So Nancy New and her son, Zach New, and John Davis had pleaded guilty to charges related to bribery and misuse of welfare funds. They can face up to 75 years in prison. But TANF isn't just being misused. It's a genesis and very structure, excuse me, it's genesis and very structure is based on the belief that mothers, especially black mothers, were getting the money that they didn't deserve and wasting it. Because that's yeah. literally Literally what everyone wants to tell poor people what to do with their fucking right. money. And meanwhile, rich people are stealing the money. And that is, yep. I don't care what a black woman in Mississippi used the funds for that they were clearly not given. It is better than what these motherfuckers were doing with it, stealing it. Yeah, I, I don't think, care if I she goes and gets her nails done. I don't care if she, you know, <laughs> got fresh paint on her Kia. I don't give a fuck. It's way better than this weird ass shit. And I, I would bet my bottom dollar that most of these people, because when people need financial assistance, are using it so that they can keep their heads above water, especially when yeah. the water is brown. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be, you know, scalp deep in brown water. But I'd also point out, just getting serious for a second, that I feel like so much of this is always projection. So mm -hmm. the same people who were stealing all this money are the same people who are like, oh, you can't give it to poor people because then they're going to they're going to spin it on themselves in ways we don't approve. Give it to me. And then they spin it in ways that no reasonable person should approve. It's just right. projecting. They're just projecting their own sort of like larcenous thoughts on these, you know, poor people who for all purposes should be given the <laughs> chance to, like you said, get the money, help themselves out. Yes. Maybe some of them would spend it in ways that aren't going to help their situation, but it's better than these people who definitely spent their money in ways that didn't help anybody. Didn't help anybody. And when you're nope. in abject poverty, there's always this disgusting assumption that you don't deserve joy. You right. don't deserve luxuries. Like if you are on a government assistance for like, like a WIC or a food program, they have very specific stipulations on what you can purchase with that card because mm -hmm. God forbid somebody who's dealing with poverty every single day of their life want a goddamn fruit snack. Okay? Yeah, you can't exactly. have a fruit snack, bitch. I got to take this private jet to go visit my homie in his luxury <laughs> rehabilitation facility yeah. in Los Angeles, California. I, I, I was I was told early on, and I, I, I don't know if this is a hundred, but I, I if basically in other countries, when people you know fall on hard times or find themselves you know financially you know at their lowest, there's this sense of oh we need to help them out because they're but for the grace of God go I. And it's really only in certain countries like our own where, you know, a lot of people look at the poor and think, well, it's their fault. You know, mm -hmm. they don't think, oh, that could that could be me, you know, under different circumstances. They don't see the poor as being part of their community. They just see the poor as being part of this, you know, other community. Right. And that it's can be racial. Problem. That can be Yeah, that can be based on race. That can be based on class. But like. That we, what we need to develop is a sense of, no, those are our fellow people and we should be looking out for them because 
Lord knows it could be us. You know, we need to stop seeing the poor as them and start seeing it as us. And beyond that, there is so much helping people who are in unfortunate situations or dire strands isn't just about seeing yourselves and seeing their humanity. It's also about the fact that when we help the people who are going through the worst in our communities, we are helping ourselves. When we lift everyone up, there's so much untapped potential, so much knowledge, so many people who could do so much good in the world if they just simply had the opportunity. And that would also benefit you if you're the type of person who can't ever do anything that's simply altruistic. You know what I mean? And so, 100%. like, that also exists. And so it's just really fucking gross to see, you know, how we'll allow the rich to steal from us and be like, look over there. It's that man who's taking your cookie. Meanwhile, you got the whole damn cookie jar. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the numbers usually prove that it is far cheaper from a taxpayer perspective to do the government assistance than to incarcerate. But we Mm -hmm. choose in this country to incarcerate and spend more money doing that than to actually give people better lives. It is expensive to, you know, is it, what is it? It's in the like five figures a year for each prison inmate. Yep. Yeah. So it's guys, what are we doing? Um, so the corruption has gone on unchecked for many years because the system is being misused and it's performing as it was designed. So there, it went on for forever because they were like, yeah, we made the system to steal. And then it's working really great. We are stealing a lot. Uh, the theft numbers are up. We're, you know, we're in the black. <laughs> <laughs> It's really deplorable, and I think that this should be getting more national attention because it is literally the foundation of this country is victim-blaming in every sense of the word. Every sense, yeah. we need to assure ourselves our own safety, and how could we do that if we don't blame victims, if we don't blame victims who are attacked on the street, if we don't blame women who are assaulted, and men as Mm -hmm. well, and people who don't identify as either. If we don't blame poor people for being poor, then how can we rationalize that this will never happen to me? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the goal is to 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 fight all that and make some progress, man. It's not going to be easy, but I think we can do it. Yeah. But Mississippi, y'all, were, y'all already didn't really have great stats. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever been like, you know what? We should go on vacation. Mississippi. Yes, I'm going, like, yeah. But you know what? Like there are places like Jackson, Mississippi. And oh, I have family in Jackson. Yeah. Biloxi. You know, all all black people have some family somewhere in Mississippi. In Mississippi. So yeah. I'm hoping we can get, get that that all straightened out. Yeah, I hope so, too. We'll see how this goes. I hope, even though I'm not about the prison industrial system at all, I, I won't lie. I want to see these bitches on the chain, gang. I want to see uh, Miss New. I want to see her roots grow out. Um, I want her <laughs> shit to be frizzy as fuck. Yeah. I doubt that's going to happen, though, because I bet you they go to what? A white-collar prison. So, See, and that's some bullshit. I want them to go to the prison I saw in that movie Life with Martin exactly. Lawrence. Exactly. <laughs> I want y'all to have to be hand hand. I want right. to be begging somebody for some cornbread. That's what I want to do. Right. I want you to have a shovel and you just got to hit the ground all day. There's no purpose to it. You're just outside hit, doing manual labor. I want y'all to be <laughs> woofers. Yeah, exactly. To call it a co-op. <laughs> right. Y'all need to be in the co-op. But all right, guys, we've made it to the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let y'all go. But first, we're just going to do a quick scammer of the week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or maybe not. We'll see. Today, we're talking about singer Shakira. who who has been ordered to stand trial in Spain for alleged tax fraud against the public treasury of España. 
Damn. Spanish prosecutors alleged that Shakira failed to pay personal income and wealth taxes between 2012 and 2014, about $15.8 million. So they say, yeah, her hip's not lying, but these... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these tax documents do. <laughs> they do. The tax documents do. She has denied this, stating in a recent interview with Elle magazine, I paid everything they said I owed even before they filed a lawsuit. So as of today, I owe zero to them. I know that's right. Settle, Shakira. You better let them know, okay? <laughs> I love her. Spanish officials claim that Shakira lived in Spain for over 183 days annually between 2011 and 2014, while Shakira says her primary residence was in the Bahamas at the time. Oh, I didn't know she was getting her behavior. <laughs> I could have been when down you hear somebody. That's when you hear somebody's like, oh, but you know, you see them every day, but they're like, they, they, they claim to live in the Cayman Islands. Like, it's like right. a little bit suspicious. <laughs> Listen, I thought about doing that. You know, like get a house in a cheaper state and then be like, I don't live in California. I ain't giving y'all another state tax. Ooh, I live in Boise, no, no, Idaho. <laughs> you didn't know? You didn't know? I've been Florida. I've been Florida for for years now. Yeah, that's where I... I, that's I, I, I I'm in California. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, though. It's just like, no, I just be visiting over here, okay? No, my real mm-hmm. home is in Schenectady. <laughs> yeah. You, yes. Yes. Do I live in Costa Rica? Yes, I live in Costa Rica, but you no. do see me every day at Blue Bottle <laughs> in Studio City, California. <laughs> but that's just me on vacation. I go on vacation 365 exactly. days a year in California. <laughs> exactly. But I don't live but, here. But this is not home. You know. No. You know me. I I'll never forget where I came from. The Cayman Islands. <laughs> it's just Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica. Okay. <laughs> So a spokesperson for her says Shakira and her team consider that this case uh, constitutes a total violation of her rights since she has always shown impeccable behavior as a person and a taxpayer. And she does have her charities and her charities do good stuff for real that you can actually document and see. Um, so I do I do appreciate Shakira as a global influencer. Prosecutors yeah. are seeking an eight year prison sentence plus fines if she's convicted. And I've also heard that the Spanish government tries to do this shakedown on rich celebrities pretty often. And so so it's not the first occurrence that they've come for the girls like coins, uh, which yeah. is surprising. The government literally just makes shit up and is like, you owe this. They talking about I owe them. I was like, I gave y'all so much goddamn money. Y'all talking about I owe you some more for what? Show a receipt. For what? <laughs> for what? For when? It's, it's worth paying that extra money to have somebody else do your taxes. I'll say that every time. Oh, I, just, I do. I have an yeah. accountant. And th- and that's why I was really mad because I was like, I have a great accountant. And they're still like, oh, girl, from 2019, um, you know, you had some payroll taxes that you didn't pay. And I'm like, for who? I didn't have any employees at that time. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, you know, they just make shit up. And what are you going to do? Fight them? Like, you can't. <laughs> you can't so- fight it. I wish I could fist fight the, the government. I would. <laughs> but, guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Before we let Diallo go, we want to know, Diallo, where can you be found? What can people tune into? What can they watch? What are your socials? Where would you like to be found? Uh, I can be found on Instagram, at Diallo, just simply at D-I-A-L-L-O. Uh, I can also be found on on, on Twitter, at, also at, at Diallo. So, you know, I'm really easy to find. Get at me and, uh, you know, I'll be posting there about everything that I'm up to. Yes, and Sherman Showcase, October 26th. October 26th. But IFC and AMC Plus, y'all get it. He is so funny. The show is so much fun. Get into it. As always, guys, you can stitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com if you want to see these insane photos of these nasty-ass criminals. Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. You know, that's where I just talked to y'all. And if you want to see me, D-I-B-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-L-A-C on all platforms. Oh, we got a baby in the frame. Hello. Yes. Get into it. The kids just got home. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, congregation, stay misappropriating. Gab goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.